This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It is Friday indeed, and it is time to check in with Vaughn Palmer. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jill. How are you today? Very well. How about you? I'm good, thanks. And we're learning a little bit more here in BC about what it means to be naughty on the housing front. So the government put this list out of the 10 municipalities it has targeted for doing better on the housing front. It's promised to help them, but it's being called the naughty list. And uh, Some of the political advisors in the government wish we'd stop saying that, but I think that name is going to stick. I think so, too, and it seems fitting, so it's not like it's a big stretch to call it that. But I know you were uh, kind of poking a little bit of fun at Oak Bay yesterday with the phone lines and uh, being told maybe that's a bit unfair to pick on the smaller ones. you know, I did. I live in Victoria, and Victorians kind of... We feel looked down on by people in Oak Bay, but some of my friends live in Oak Bay. Well, Mike Smith, for starters. I shouldn't maybe reveal that to his audience, but anyway. Uh, But yeah, there's been a bit of a, hey, hang on a minute, you're picking on Oak Bay. So the reason people are picking on Oak Bay is because it almost never approves new housing. I think it's like 27 units in the last couple of years. So that's the reason. But a couple people have pointed out. So Andy Yan, who... We rely on a lot for insights on the housing front. He's up at SFU, and he says, look, um, you're putting West Van and Oak Bay on the list, and it's not entirely fair. They're smaller municipalities. They don't have the kind of population that the bigger ones do, and they don't have the kind of planning staff either. So it may be one reason why I say Oak Bay, with what, less than 20,000 people, I think, uh, is having trouble approving housing projects is because, first of all, it doesn't get very many. But second of all, um, it doesn't have a big planning staff and it has to do all the kind of work that everybody else does in order to approve a project. So I think that's worth noting. I I noticed the mayor of Oak Bay, too, Kevin Murdoch, saying, um, you know, he says, hang on a minute. Uh, We don't you know, have, again, the same thing. We don't have a lot of staff. So I think it's still fair to say to a smaller municipality like Oak Bay that doesn't approve anything that it needs to have something, some multifamily developments in the city. And maybe one reason why they haven't been getting many proposals along those lines, Jill, is because they turn them down because people in Oak Bay don't want them. So, uh, but having said that, okay, uh, let's let's say that West Van and Oak Bay, it may be satisfying for the New Democrats to put them on the list because they're kind of poking to wealthy municipalities. But one interesting number that jumps out of a good piece in the Vancouver Sun today, my, my colleague Katie DeRosa, is if West Van were to double the amount of housing it approves, you'd end up with 500 units. If Surrey, which isn't on the list, 
were to double the number of units it approves, you'd have 9,000 units of housing. So if we're talking about getting more housing out there, yeah, you might want to lean on Oak Bay and West Van, but don't kid yourself that it's really going to solve the problem. And recognize, too, that because of those municipalities and where they are and all the other factors, that housing is probably not going to be affordable, even if it does get built. Yeah, it's a good point for sure. So is this more of a warning then or uh, the initial list and uh, that message that uh, stand by, you could be on it next? You know, that's the other thing that really is interesting that came out of the insights yesterday. So Tom Davidoff, who's another person in the academic community that we rely on for housing insights, he's out at UBC. He actually helped put this list together. So, you know, sometimes academics sit on the sidelines and offer comments, and we rely on them, but sometimes they get involved. And so Davidoff, Davidoff got involved. Now, I would note... He's quoted in the Vancouver Sun today. He calls it the naughty list. Apparently, Tom didn't get the memo saying, well, you stop calling it that, because he did call it that. And that's one of the reasons why I think the name is going to stick. But he says a couple of interesting things. The first thing he says is, look, um, it's not going, the list is not going to deal with affordability. That's not what this is all about. So, which, you know, I go, well, what is this all about? He says it's all about, in the long run, getting the right mix of housing. Okay, so not just one, you know, condos, but, you know, housing for with two and three bedrooms and housing for, that's more affordable and all that. The other thing he says is that one of the purposes of the list is what you referred to, Jill, which is to put all the other municipalities in British Columbia on notice. You don't want to be on the next list because there's going to be a next list. So this is the first 10 municipalities. Later this year or early next, they're going to name another 10 and probably another 10 after that. So the idea is to have local councils and mayors and planning departments go, we better get with it or we're going to be on the next list and the government will be busy shaming us. So that's one of the purposes. I, Again, I appreciate Davidoff being quite candid about it. Just because he's been advising the government doesn't mean he isn't willing to talk about what this is all about. And I think we see some insights into the political dynamic of this, which go beyond the issue of affordability. Right. And when you said that, too, if the goal isn't affordable housing, it kind of makes the whole thing seem a bit silly, doesn't it? Why does government care if there's 100 more condos in Oak Bay? What big difference is that really going to make? Yeah. And, you know, and that's true. And in the short run, I think that's the whole problem with this plan. The premier wanted this done. He brought in the legislation right after he became premier. It set everything in motion. But if you look at the timelines on this, it's going to take a while to actually have the the needed housing come out the other end. So uh, Ravi Kailan is saying, you know, we're not not yet telling municipalities exactly what they have to do. We're going to consult the 10 municipalities on the list about targets. And then we're going to announce the targets of the kind of housing they have to build. And it's going to be a mix. It isn't it isn't, as you say, Jill, there's not going to just be more condos, uh, more one-bedroom condos, but it's going to be a mix that will match the municipality's needs. So, okay, there'll be consultation. They'll then be given updates every six months. So if you 
after six months have you know approved some building permits for for stuff and you've got it happening and it matches the profile of the target uh, that's good if you're not making progress within six months the provincial government can appoint a special advisor to come in and help you and the special advisor can come in and what's the holdup down here in such and such a municipality oh well you need help with sewers or you need commitments on a community center or schools or transit or whatever it is well in the province can offer um, some carrots for that so that's the the next step um, and then if you go through all that and that still doesn't begin spitting housing out of the other end of the pipeline which is the problem uh, the provincial government can step in and override local council so there's a lot of process there uh, Jill and I look at that and I go the political timetable on this is David Eby saying he's going to show results on housing affordability before the next election. And at the moment, the next election is scheduled for October the 19th, 2024, now less than 18 months away. And I wonder if you go through all that process that I just described, if you're actually going to see, you might see shovels in the ground on some projects. I don't think you're going to see a lot of housing that's going to attack the affordability problem, and I think that's where the problem is for the Premier. He promised results you can see, and this process he set in motion, Jill, is going to take a while to play out. All right, we'll see uh, what happens and if there is any change before the election. I wanted to ask you as well, uh, Jazz Joe Hall was uh, sharing the letter on social media, Mike Farnworth uh, telling Surrey Council to make a decision. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was thinking when I saw that letter that Jazz posted, on, and it's, I think it's on the NW website and it was reported on Global, I bet Mike Farnworth wished he had the override powers that, that Ravi Callan has given himself uh, because the provincial government can now override local government on housing, but it can't. There isn't legislative power to just tell Surrey what to do. Much as they've tried to do, the province is still relying on Surrey to decide whether it's going to go back to the RCMP, which is what council voted to do, or stick with the Surrey police force. Uh, Farmer's running out of patience on that. He's written to council. Uh, the province is upset that some council members won't sign the non-disclosure agreement and read the province's full unredacted report on why the province thinks the best plan is to stick with the Surrey police forces. But, you know, the trouble with these non-disclosure agreements, and we're seeing it at the federal level with Trudeau and Polyev, is you sign the non signing the non-disclosure agreement's a trap. Because now, supposedly, when you've read it, you will understand the government's reasons for wanting to do it. But you can't go out and, and, and really discuss what you learned from the report because you signed a non-disclosure agreement. So you can't entirely blame politicians who don't trust the provincial government, Surrey's mayor and her majority on council, for not wanting to be trapped into reading but not being able to discuss the contents of a report. So I don't still see the end game precisely out in Surrey. Uh, council, I think, Jill, is supposed to have some kind of a vote on this next week, and maybe some members of council will change their minds. 
Maybe council will stay the course. Maybe at the end of the day, the provincial government is going to need a legislative override to deal with Surrey, or they're just going to have to suck it up and accept that Surrey Council is going to do what it says it's going to do. All right, we'll be watching that vote for sure. Vaughn, thank you, and have a great weekend. Bye-bye, Joe.